WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Big Ben's okay. That's the news of the day, and no news that comes after could possibly top it. Uh, He won't play at Green Bay tonight, but he was never going to. He's out of concussion protocol. Flying with the team indicates there's no remote complication. So Ben Roethlisberger is okay. Flying to Green Bay, uh, that's kind of scary in and of itself. Uh, Green Bay's airport's about the size of a grade school playground. So good news for the Steelers, good news for Ben Roethlisberger. I don't even want to consider the possibility of even one regular season game for the Steelers without Ben. Uh, If Ben missed week one, the Cleveland Browns could win that game. No doubt in my mind. Perhaps Ben has been wounded by Jalen Ramsey's words. Perhaps what the Jacksonville quarterback said about Ben concussed him in some fashion. Uh, Ramsey said Ben ain't all that. Then again, he buried just about every quarterback ever. He said that Otto Graham has herpes. Wow, that's that's pretty extreme. Yo, who cares what Jalen Ramsey says? Okay, maybe Ben does because I love Ben. If there's one thing I could change about Ben for his sake, he reads everything and hears everything. Doesn't let stuff like that just roll off his back. Uh, The weird call was, Ramsey said Josh Allen is trash. That word specifically, trash, unquote. Uh, Josh Allen is the rookie quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. He played at Wyoming, and he hasn't even taken a snap in the league. I don't know how you evaluate him that definitively and that quickly. The stuff that uh, Ramsey said about Ben, about how Antonio Brown made Ben, A, it's ridiculous. B, there might be an agenda there. Friendship or whatever. Ramsey got one thing right. Ben Roethlisberger is going to the Hall of Fame. If I'm Ben Roethlisberger, I'm more amused than I am angry. Michael Wilbon went on PTI on ESPN and blasted Ramsey, called him unaccomplished. Well, he was first-team All-Pro last year and won a national championship at Florida State and was a two-time All-American in college. Guy's pretty good. I just don't understand the latter-day athlete's addiction to talking trash. This is the Mark Madden Show. You like it, you love it, you want more of it. The number to call is 412-333-WXDX, or you can do what the cool kids do and follow me on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. Ancient Chinese proverb, there is no point in reshuffling your deck when what you really need are a few new cards. Chinese, Greek, I'm not sure what proverb that, you know, there's a big Greek food festival They sent over Greek pastries. 
to Randy Bauman in the DVE Morning Show, to Mikey and Big Bob, nothing for me. That's it for you Greeks. I will not soon forget this. Dean Costas is Greek. He used to own the Pittsburgh State Company. I can't help but feel he had something to do with this slight. The number to call is 412-333-WXDX. Or you can follow me on Twitter, at Mark Madnex. Le'Veon Bell reacted on Twitter to what uh, Jalen Ramsey said about Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Somebody had to cut and paste this because I'm blocked by Lev Bell on Twitter. But Lev said that uh, Ramsey is lit AF. You know what that means, lit AF. And then when somebody pointed out to Lev that he wasn't exactly standing by his quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, Lev Bell said what he said was funny, LOL. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. I think Lev Bell's going to suck this year. I don't think he feels at all invested in the Steelers. Last year when he came in late, That was different. He knew the Steelers were going to keep him the next year, and they were still talking long-term deal. So whether via another franchise tag, which is what happened, or a long-term deal, Lev Bell knew when he reported to camp late in 2017 that he would be a Steeler that year and in 2018 as well. Well, now Lev Bell knows he's gone for sure at the end of this year. So he's not only coming in late, he's coming in late and with one foot out the door already. He's barely showing up before it's time to leave. I don't think he's going to feel invested. I don't think he's going to have a good season. Now, some of you might say, well, if he has a bad season, he won't get as much money when he hits free agency. You really think that guy's bright enough to think that far ahead? I just think, oh, they're screwing me. That's what he's thinking. And he will play accordingly. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, one subject I'm going to bring up at length is that Acuna thing last night. The baseball game, Atlanta against Miami. That red-hot rookie, he had homered to lead off the last three games all against Miami. The Braves win every one of those games. And they're playing Miami for a fourth time. So Acuna leads off, and he gets hit with the first pitch. And the pitcher gets ejected. Urena from Miami. Good thing that's not confusing. Urena pitching to Acuna. How does Urena get tossed after one pitch? You know he threw at him, but how do you really know? Now, I am not for hitting batters with 97.5 mile-per-hour fastballs. But it happens. And when you throw a pitcher out after one pitch, that's going overboard the other way. Uh, And everybody is outraged. Protocol and written rules, blah, blah, blah. And as always, when the bench is cleared, nobody threw a punch. These girls don't want to fight. And on ESPN last night, they're talking about suspending Urena. This guy's got to be sat down for a couple weeks. That was uh, Sutcliffe and Kirchian on ESPN. 
at what point do all our sports just become ballet? At what point do we put on the slippers and the tutu and just dance the night away? That's what they said about Van Halen. You're going to suspend a guy for hitting a guy in the elbow with a pitch, not his head, but his elbow, and he's not even hurt. ESPN was like, if Urena had stayed in the game, then it escalates. Escalate? Escalate how? Would somebody have pulled a gun? Nobody ever throws a punch. And if Urena gets hit by a pitch, well, that's been going on forever. Your thoughts on all that foolishness? I'll, I'll reprise that with the, uh, uh, another angle on the discussion a bit later. 412-333-WXDX. Uh, just getting back to the to the Jalen Ramsey taking pot shots at Ben, and really every quarterback in the league. You know what he said about Brady? He said Brady doesn't suck. Well, that's high praise indeed. And if you look at what Ramsey said, you can draw a certain conclusion. It's not a very fashionable conclusion, but you can certainly draw that conclusion. You can look at what he said about A.B. making Ben and draw a certain conclusion. Again, it's not a fashionable conclusion, but nor is it an unreasonable conclusion. God, I hope you're smart enough to figure that out, but uh, then again, look who I'm talking to. Uh, Here's the reality about Ben Roethlisberger. Ben is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league and has been for some time. He is a two-time Super Bowl champion. He is a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Even Ramsey admitted that. Ben's not beyond criticism, but what Ramsey said was definitely out of line. It has zero merit. Somebody on ESPN said, and by the way, I watched ESPN far too much this morning. I was waiting for delivery of three appliances. Uh, Thanks to people at Don's Appliances, by the way. Washer, dryer, refrigerator. So, like, I just got caught watching ESPN while they were installing everything, you know, taking notes. There are a lot of people on ESPN, I don't even know who they are. Has there been that big a turnover there? Are there that many nondescript people? I mean, one thing I know about the guy I saw who I didn't recognize, he wasn't Michelle Beadle, and that's a good thing. Anyway. He said about the Ramsey thing, oh, we need more of this. And somebody on the B team said, we need more of this. Okay, maybe I'm just an old fat white guy. I can't imagine why we need more of that. I absolutely could not imagine why we need more of that. But, you know, that's like, there's a phrase I hate to use, but I'm going to use it anyway. The wussification of America. Okay, on one hand, You got the guy hitting the guy with the pitch, and he gets thrown out. Suspend him. Get him out of baseball. Bad for the game. On the other hand, you got, oh, yeah, talk crap. Talk crap on people who are hundreds of miles away, and you won't see anytime soon. You know, talk all that crap in GQ, and that's cool? Oh, right there, that sums up America. Right there, that sums up the wussification of America. Uh, I'll, I'll get to this a little bit later, but the uh, the best player in the WNBA is threatening to go to Europe to play basketball so she can make more money. 
Well, bye. I mean, what do you say? Who cares? We got a great show today. Jerry Dulac from the Post-Gazette, live from Green Bay. Jared Bell from USA Today at 515. Jared Bell is an interesting guest. He wrote that the Steelers are a tease. Look good, great moments, never deliver. I think I went out with the Steelers in high school. 105.9 The X. Is Mark Madden. Just all kinds of loose women. Women in various states of moral decay. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. The X at 105.9. Double M on X. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, very sad to hear about the death today of the uh, Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, at uh, 76 years old. Everyone will remember what Aretha Franklin sounded like. And I can think of no uh, better tribute to pay to her. Aretha Franklin, R.I.P. Getting back to the Jalen Ramsey controversy, because we're going to be talking about that on and off for quite some time. Uh, like I said, some talking head on ESPN said, I wish more athletes did that. Uh, why? So you can fill all that dead air on ESPN? All the zitty teenagers out there chortle over that nonsense. Uh, it's just more people who would never throw a punch. But I think there's a trend in sports where adults are getting tired of all the juvenile stuff. Just shut up and play. And if you're going to talk crap, be funny. That's all I ask. Just be funny. Jalen Ramsey wasn't funny. The printed word is different than the spoken, but uh, I read what he said, and to me, he just sounded like a goof. Uh, I, I touched on this yesterday, little, little bucko note. I'm amazed at listening to the radio and hearing bucko fans having buyer's remorse already over the Chris Archer deal. He ain't pitched great so far, but, but please calm down. You got a solid, affordable, big league starting pitcher for a bunch of minor leaguers. That's a good deal. You got Archer through 2021. The Pirates aren't good enough to make the playoffs this year, and probably not again next year. But at least they're better. Closer, if not close enough. Whenever you trade prospects for an established player, you're trading years, obviously. You're trading untapped potential, and you're assuming the risk that one of the prospects you trade might turn out to be a really good player. But I remember what Billy Guerin told me about prospects. We were speaking of a trade the Penguins made, and Billy Guerin, who was already an assistant GM by then, he said, do you have any idea how many prospects just don't turn out? And he's right. It's the vast majority that don't turn out. I liked the Chris Archer trade when it was made. And even though he's not pitched great so far, I like it just as much now. Let's go to Jack in Newcastle. Jack, you're on with Double M. 
Yeah, boy, I'm up, man. What up, man? Hey, can you just inform us? We've been having this debate at work all the time, and obviously we're talking about you know, people that earn their money and, and whatever. When you put your two-week notice in at any job, we know how that two-week notice goes, and we're, we're relating that to Le'Veon Bell. What keeps realistically Le'Veon coming and going through the motions or maybe fumbling the ball in a situation? Well, well the worst Le'Veon plays, potentially his payoff is that much less when he goes well, into right, free agency. But he's not going to go broke acting like a, like a chump. Let's be honest, right? He's going to get paid next year no matter what. Oh so no, he's going to get paid. he's going to get the the thirteen point whatever that the Steelers owe him under the franchise tag. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I agree. I I think if Le'Veon Bell was a smart guy, that he would look at this season as one where he has to perform really well to maximize his earning in free agency. But I don't think he's a really smart guy. What I'm wondering yeah. about is. If he gets loaded up with a ton of carries and his touches are, are, are leading the league once again, is he going to tell Tomlin, hey, enough of that, you're going to wear me out? Be- because, again, I don't see Le'Veon Bell as being invested into the Steelers uh, now or throughout the 2018 season. I think he's looking ahead, and I think he's looking to conserve uh, his body all the better to sell himself after the season's over. Correct. Can I ask you another quick question? What 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 would you predict for him if if you could predict for what happens to Le'Veon this year? What would you wish would happen? Oh, I I hope he does well. I I have no you know animosity toward Le'Veon Bell. I I don't care honestly. I mean I mean just I'm just saying for the greed factor. He, like to me, he's so greedy. I hope he I hope he gets uh, no no. I uh, see he's game. not greedy. He just he just wants what he thinks he deserves. He's just misinformed about what he realistically deserved. That, that again, then again, once he gets it, then it turns out that I was the one, we all were, who were misinformed. Let's go to Grant on 79. Grant, you're on with Double M. Yeah, Double M, hey. Uh, speaking of the whistification of America, did you hear Keith Hernandez, uh, his little soundbite after the uh, the guy got plunked? No. Uh, he, he basically said, you know, you, you stand there, you're up at bat three times, you lead off, you hit three home runs. What do you think is going to happen in the fourth game? Of course you're going to get thrown at. Uh, it really, just going back to, to his day. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I laughed when I heard Rick Sutcliffe, the former Major League pitcher who now works for ESPN. Sutcliffe said, I have no problem with knocking a guy down, but hitting him with a 97-mile-per-hour fastball I can't agree with. Well, maybe the guy was trying to knock him down and doesn't have pinpoint control. Right. The guy yeah. got hit in the elbow, and he's not hurt. It was blown yeah. totally out of proportion. Yeah, he didn't throw at the guy's head. I mean, you know, it was to throw that guy out was was unbelievable. Thank you for the call. By the way, I got it. Bell's making fourteen point five this year. I said thirteen. It's fourteen point five. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. Matt Ryan responded to Jalen Ramsey calling him overrated. He said, I'm about winning games and being the absolute best player I can be. Just basically ignoring what Ramsey said. Uh, Here's what Chipper Jones said uh, uh, about Keith Hernandez tacitly approving of that kid getting hit by the pitch last night, Acuna of, uh, of Atlanta. Chipper says, so by this way of thinking... Jacob DeGrom should get drilled because he's the hottest pitcher on the planet. No, I enjoy watching him pitch, 
and I enjoy watching Acuna play the game. I'm old school just like Hernandez, but these comments are way off base. See, for me, the debate isn't, you know, whether or not he should get drilled after leading off three consecutive games with home runs. To me, the debate is he got hit in the elbow. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Don't forget, we have Jerry Dulac at 430 live from Green Bay. Dale Lawley just tweeted something I find interesting. Did you know the tallest building in Green Bay is Lambeau Field? How many NFL stadiums hold that distinction? One, Lambeau Field. It's a small town. I can't believe that team's still there all these years later. It's a small town. You know why they still have the team? They won all those championships before people realized how little Green Bay was. And then tradition kept them rooted there. And they're just close enough to Milwaukee. The people from Milwaukee, you know, it's only once a week, eight times a year plus playoffs if they make them. So it actually is a good location for a football team. I've been there. And the tradition just drips off Lambeau and drips off the entire city. You know what other uh, town it's not far from? Point Place. If you'll recall, uh, Red, Eric, Hyde, Kelso, and Fez, I think the whole gang went to a Packer game against the Bears. In just a moment, we're going to talk about Clint Hurdle. Should his job be on the line? It's not, but but should it be? And we'll talk a bit more about the Steelers and Green Bay tonight, preseason game number two. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. He erupts, he clears his throat, says something meaningless. Dude went in a fight, Lemmy or God? I think it's a trick question, Lemmy is God. DX at 105.9. You know what's amusing? Amusing and frustrating. I admit Clint Hurdle hasn't done a good job this year with the Pirates. But if he had done the best job possible, if he had never made a managerial mistake, and the front office had done everything correctly, I'm not talking about making a bunch more trades to get a bunch better guys, but handled in-house their personnel better, the Pirates still aren't a playoff team. If you're going to talk about coaching in this town, I'm more bent out of shape about Tomlin losing the Jacksonville playoff game. You know, considering what Mitchell did and Lev Bell missing the walkthrough, etc. The point is, it's very rare when the coach blew it. And it's very rare when the coach is the reason you won. Mostly the coach just gets the team to where it was going to go anyway. And I believe that's what's going on with the Pirates and Clint Hurdle. How many coaches can you look at and say, okay, he won the championship? Not too many. When you take over a team, I think your primary objective is to just be a better coach than the last guy. Like Mike Sullivan and Mike Johnston. There's a lot of debate whether Hurdle is on the hot seat. Hurdle should be on the hot seat. But he signed through 2022. So if they fired him at season's end, they would be paying him to manage the next four years, except he wouldn't be managing, and they'd be paying somebody else to manage too. So that ain't happening, given the thrifty nature of the hillbilly prince. 
Uh, before I forget, the Pirates made some roster moves today. They DFA'd Sadler. They sent down Stallings. Put Jody Mercer on the DL with a left calf strain. And called up Luplo, the outfielder, and Kevin Newman. Uh, he's one of those, uh, the Seinfeld infield. Uh, the minor league prospects, Kevin Newman and Kevin Kramer. They called up Newman. If I interviewed him, I'd say, Hello, Newman. Uh, the war of words continues with uh, everybody and Keith Hernandez because Keith Hernandez said it was okay that that uh, Acuna kid got knocked down for Atlanta last night, got hit in the elbow. Here's the quote from Hernandez. You got a guy out there who's killing you. You've lost three games. He's hit three home runs. you got to hit him. I'm sorry. you got to hit him or knock him down. And I mean seriously knock him down if you don't hit him. Uh, Buster Olney of ESPN responded, Hernandez played an era when a struggling pitcher was expected to shake things up by drilling a batter or when a hot hitter might get thrown at just because he was hot. Uh, Buster continues, I hope the sport has evolved forward from that as it has with the use of helmets, etc., just absurd. Dude, he got hit in the elbow. Mike Vaccaro from the New York Post tweeted, I've never been shy about how much I enjoy Keith Hernandez, and much of that is thanks to his grouchy old-school persona, but man, that was one awful take tonight on Urena and Acuna. You see, I'm not, you know, agreeing with Hernandez. I don't think you got to hit the guy. I just think it's no big deal that he got hit in the elbow and didn't get hurt. But again, it's the wussification of all our sports and the wussification of society in general. Uh, Staying with baseball, which I normally hesitate to do, but I, I don't know why, but I was watching a baseball game on ESPN last night, and I don't remember who the announcers were, but they were talking about Joe West the umpire, and his games umpired milestone. I think he's, what, second all-time in games umpired. That That's like following a dog around the neighborhood and then stop and give the dog an award like a, like a star on his collar because he's taking the most dumps in the neighborhood. And uh, one of the announcers said, if it's a big game, you want Joe West and his command of the strike zone. And I'm like, well... I guess you missed the Pirate game on Tuesday. There should be a an age limit for umpires, or a weight limit, or a chin limit, whatever. Just get Joe West out of there. People think he's good because people always say he's good, but Joe West is no good, and, and seriously, he's too old to do it. There needs to be an age maximum on officials in any sport. Your eyesight fades, you can't keep up. Physically, you're past it. There needs to be an age limit for officials in every sport. Is that ageism? Yeah, it is. But that's too bad because the object isn't always to be fair to everybody. The object is to get the game umpired the right way. Now, one of the Braves pitchers, Peter Moylan, he's he's chirping at Hernandez. This is next-level BS. The kid is playing the game with joy and needs to be hurt for being great, you are a clown, Keith Hernandez. 
I wish I was pitching against the Braves tonight. If that kid was in the lineup, I'd drill him right in the temple. If he didn't play, I'd throw at him in the dugout. That's how much this pity party for this pissant is pissing me off. That was a rather neat turn of a phrase there, wasn't it? For an ad lib. Pity party for this pissant is pissing me off. Steven Tyler said, it doesn't matter what the words mean. It just matters how they sound when you sing them. By the way, I posted a blog talking to Aerosmith. Um, Aerosmith was on the Today Show yesterday. They, they announced their residency in fabulous Las Vegas. And they're on the Tonight Show tonight. So I posted uh, their performances from the Today Show. They did Sweet Emotion, Love in an Elevator. And uh, the interview I posted as well. Also, there was a, a video... Steven Tyler was walking to the stage and some fan grabbed him around the head for a selfie. And Tyler ducked it, pushed him away, and just kept going. Uh, I love Aerosmith. They're, they're, uh, my, my three favorite groups are UFO, White Stick, and Led Zeppelin in some order. Aerosmith's probably the fourth. So I bought tickets today for three of their shows in Vegas, three shows in a week at the end of June. They're playing an 18-date residency at the Park Theater in Vegas, in April, June, and July of next year. I'm going to tell you how much I paid for the tickets. Just to tell you. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, let's make it a, a contest. Tweet me. Don't call the show. Tweet me. I have Aerosmith tickets for this residency in Vegas. I'm in the third row, the fourth row, and the tenth row. And each seat is at the end of the row, which I like. Okay? How much do you think I paid for those tickets total? Tweet me at Mark Madden X. And, and also, I uh, I got those appliances I said today. Washer, dryer, and refrigerator. What cost more, the Aerosmith tickets or the appliances? Again, tweets only at Mark Madden X. I hope Aerosmith is still good. They haven't played that much live in quite a while but uh boy they're 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 the best american band ever they're america's rolling stones uh randy bauman and i argued on on the dve morning show the other day randy doesn't like uh most of the work after they reformed uh joe perry left i think it was in the late 70s and they reformed in 84 i think with an album called done with mirrors and and uh Randy says after that, they started using outside songwriters, and he didn't like it. And they did use outside songwriters. And they had a different kind of feel to it, but but it's still Aerosmith. But if you made me pick what's better, their early work or their post-reunion work, I would pick their early work. But tell me any group where you wouldn't pick their early work. Tell me any group that didn't peak in their first four albums or whatever. Usually it's earlier than that. Nikki Six. Of Motley Crue once said, okay, you get signed. Your first album has all those songs you've been working on since you became a band. Sometimes it's for years. And you've played them, and you've polished them, and they're ready. Then the second album, you're starting to tour. A lot of great ideas come from that energy of the road. You have some real good songs left over from the first go-round that didn't make the first album. The second album's usually pretty good, too. He said then for the third album, 
it's time to show up and go to work writing songs. It becomes work. If you look at Motley, their songwriting faded a little bit around the Theater of Pain time. But then Dr. Feelgood, probably their best album ever. Although I still like Shout at the Devil. Still like Shout at the Devil. But that conversation went, wait, wait, not to left field, but to the Park Theater at Park MGM in Las Vegas. 412-333-9939. Jerry Dulac, next hour, live from Green Bay. Oh, let's see, I got some... uh, Okay, Sean K says... 2300 for the three shows, slightly less than the appliances. That's close. Paul says 4200 That's high. One guy says 10 k Yikes. It's, it's not the price is right where you go way over or way under by way of beating. Oh, Britt says 950 Way off. 105.9 the X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark? Yes? I have a crush on you. What a gutless bitch the Hebrew hammer is. We keep the ring. What a bubblehead. The X at 105.9. It's the super genius at 105.9 X. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Steelers are at Green Bay tonight. It's preseason game number two. Partition will be limited, uh, participation, rather. Participation will be limited for the key players. But I hasten to remind everybody, you can still bet on the game. Uh, the line is Green Bay, favored by five and a half. Mostly, I think you'd have to be nuts to bet on preseason. The real players don't play. Winning is not a priority. Getting a good look. That is a priority. But if you look at the coaches, some coaches place more emphasis on winning in the preseason. Steve Spurrier was like that, the old ball coach. Remember when Spurrier coached uh, the Washington NFL team? For a couple years, it was 02-03, I think it was. Uh, Spurrier... Coached almost exclusively college, except he coached the Tampa Bay Bandits in the USFL. That was three years in the uh, Washington team in the NFL for a couple years. Anyway, Spurrier really tried to win preseason games. He coached them very seriously. And a guy I know bet accordingly. I don't know if adding a regular season game would be a good idea, but... Each team should play two exhibition games, and that's it. I'm old enough to remember when each team played six exhibition games. That was brutal. It was death by football, kind of like a typical pit home game. Uh, Ben, like I said, won't play tonight, but Aaron Rodgers will for Green Bay. So that's interesting. By the way, ESPN now is a guy giving gambling advice on SportsCenter. Uh, That's quite a change, obviously linked to the uh, legalization of sports gambling uh, on a state-by-state basis nationwide. Uh, Green Bay went from a a 2.5-point favorite to a a 5.5-point favorite. That's because Rodgers is going to play. Rodgers called his young receivers piss-poor last week in an interview, and now he gets to throw to them. Wonder how that's going to work out. He's just met Aaron Rodgers is a dick. 
Aaron Rodgers is just mad because Jordy Nelson didn't get re-upped by Green Bay, his best friend. Why would you re-up Jordy Nelson when you have all these really good young receivers who are not piss poor? Uh, Des Bryant visiting the Cleveland Browns today. In the hizzy with the Brownies and his agent with them as well. That would be a good pickup for Cleveland, especially initially. I'm telling you, week one is going to be a bear trap for the Steelers. You watch. A banana skin. You watch. I think the Steelers are going to win, but I bet it goes down to the two-minute warning, if not even further along than that. You watch. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. In just 30 seconds, we're going to talk more about the Jalen Ramsey interview. But kind of go from there to the train of thought among NFL media. You hear words used to describe the Steelers like desperate. Uh, Jared Bell, who we have on at 515, calls them a tease. Are the Steelers really as good as we think they're going to be? We'll debate that in 30 seconds on 105.9.